0: poison rana are you sitting comfortably then we'll begin Braden Harrington here with Jordan Goodman for the Detox here on Poison Rana. Welcome to the show about everything, nothing, the world, life, love, and beyond. Jordan, hello, how are you?
1: Yes. Is it the detox or is
0: it detox? It's whatever you want it to be, man. Uh I like detox today. Yeah, like the uh, Dr. Dre album that never uh, was released. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome
1: to Detox. It is episode two officially, uh, Poison Rana.
0: That's right, Poison Rana.
1: We're, what, a couple months into (laughs) Poison Rana now. How's, are we, are we gonna, do we like it? Are we gonna keep it?
0: Oh yeah, we're definitely keeping it. Uh, we've we've realized like doing all the switchovers with the name and stuff. Finally, it it went through and everything's kind of changed over. We have an Instagram again. Go follow that Poisonrana.ca. It's a landing page with all links to all our stuff. So go follow us there. Uh, but then we we now are like comfortable with it. So we're gonna we're gonna be looking into creating some different merch ideas and all sorts of fun stuff. So yeah, uh, going forward, this this kind of the next few months, especially when it's cold. I think me and Davey are going to go to work on some creative stuff uh, kind of with the brand and stuff and with the community and, and all that stuff. So uh, you're part of this community. So uh, yeah, we'll get you a frog uh, shirt when we when we have them, Jordan. Don't worry. Uh, you're wearing a... We're not doing a video. Sorry. We're not doing video right now. But for those, I'm going to visually uh, explain what Jordan's wearing on my Zoom call with him right now. A headbanger mosh t-shirt? Oh, it's headbangers. And- okay.
1: Yeah, great. Great T-shirt. I'd imagine the only one that WWF ever uh, released, the real men wear skirts, it says on the back.
0: Nice. Of course you would have that one. That's a beauty. Sorry, yep. what's the headbangers' names? Mosh and... Come on, man. Come on. Headbanger it, it, Mosh, it, headbanger... Oh.
1: It, it, it's funny. I just did a, a psychotherapy session. I'm not going to look up. uh like I, I never thought... 12, 15 years ago when I was in grad school training to become a therapist, that it would be a a potential that one day in the future, I could legitimately be a psychotherapist while sitting on the same couch I'm sitting on now working virtually with someone in this headbangers T-shirt. Um, the, right.
0: It starts with a T. Mosh and... Thrasher. There we go. Mosh and Thrasher. Wow. How could I? I used to play Warzone on N64 all the time i should know better i'm so sorry i let everybody down but, uh you yeah. know prior to me working at ring of honor they i think they were
1: under masks not as mosh and thrasher but they they worked with a little bit of consistency at the monthly roh tapings in uh the mid-2010s
0: they eventually came back to wwe they did like a few a, a few matches there as well so there you go they had a one day we'll do maybe we'll do a best match ever headbangers that sounds like a great show idea for the future, Jordan. I can't even name one of their best matches, but I'm sure it's out there. I pitched Barry Horowitz to to you and Davey. I got right. no
1: response, so maybe yeah. Headbangers
0: were working with something here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Headbangers gets my vote. Sure.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I'm sure they have like three, three, three matches. Yeah,
0: sure, exactly. So it'll be a, a fun, easy show.
1: Uh, I actually. I was once, when I was a little kid, not little, like 12 or so, the only time I was ever backstage at a WWE event, and I was just, we, me and my brother and, and a friend, we were kind of waiting to be taken into a room to be um entertained for about 15 or 20 minutes by Mick Foley and uh, Ken Shamrock. But wow. as we waited, we were just, and the, our handler, or whoever the, the the guy would be referred to as, he left, I guess, to go... Get the talent. So we were just standing there as various talent, like um Takemichi Noku, who wow. I, I, I I remember he was shivering. It was cold backstage and in an arena um Poor in guy. gear, so shirtless. Um but I remember like the Undertaker, uh, this is when they had the minis division, so some of them, but uh I mean Undertaker, who cares? Like the fucking headbangers walked by. You lost and that mind. was ma- it was magical.
0: Incredible. Wow, you got to meet your heroes. Sometimes, you know, they say you shouldn't meet your heroes, but you you kind of did there. And now you got their shirt to remember them by. So, yeah, look looking forward to a BME headbangers coming soon to the Patreon on the Poison Rana feed. Uh, but how are you doing, good sir? Happy New Year. I mean, we're recording this on January 10th. Uh I, It's way past the date of when you can actually say Happy New Year. But for the sake of this podcast, the first of our detox of the year, Happy New Year. Are, are you happy new year?
1: Are you familiar with the curb your enthusiasm episode where Larry complains about like there's a time window and once we reach it, no more happy new year?
0: Yes, yeah, it's is it Seinfeld too? They definitely do that in Seinfeld where it's like, I got a happy new year in March once. Pff, what? What are they doing? <laughs> you know, something like that for, a,
1: for a Jew, I'm not that familiar with Seinfeld, but uh, wow. you know, curb your enthusiasm, uh, at least the past. Uh, the last half of the series, uh, I'm I'm very familiar with. Okay,
0: yeah. Well, happy happy New Year. How was your your New Year? Uh, oh, it was great. Are you familiar with Dan Deacon? He's a, a musician. Uh, I don't know. Is he like what kind of music?
1: Um, it's electronic. But it's not. I, I wouldn't say it's EDM. I'd say if you're unfamiliar with Dan Deacon, a good starting point is his npr tiny desk and okay you that, already have my attention i love npr tiny desk
0: i watch all i love
1: you uh you don't look like him but you look like you might he could be a cousin perhaps um right he's from baltimore he's done things i mean he he did an arena tour years ago with arcade fire uh i did not go to it i did not take the drive to dc because it was the same night as SummerSlam, and that won out that night um <laughs> But when when Miley Cyrus did a tour of larger clubs with the Flaming Lips as her band, Dan Deacon was direct support to that tour as well. Um, He also scores a bunch of uh, films and documentaries. But he's, uh, I love his music, but he's one of my favorite live performers. So he does a lot of comedic improv and a lot of uh, crowd facilitation. He'll divide the crowd into halves and do dance contests and stuff. So- uh, that's what I did on new year's Eve, uh, a Dan Deacon show at a historic club, not far from where I live about 300 people just
0: being weird and having fun. Nice. So they did like a countdown show or something or,
1: uh, well behind him on stage, there was a countdown. I'd imagine it started at around 10,000. Yeah. So every time we got, you know, to 9,000 or 8,000, we would all count down to ten, and then for actual New year's, we all count it from uh one hundred down to happy New year. Wow, that's a lot of counting,
0: yeah, yeah, it was good like I'm really good one, with my numbers two. <laughs> uh well, that sounds like fun live music on on a new year's eve uh I hung around with some friends uh new year's i i'm i'm definitely not i'm definitely over the big hype. I would totally go to. Uh, a concert on new year's that sounds like a win-win i've done i've done like i think dead mouse on new year's before again like another kind of rave party thing which was pretty fun but this year i just hung around with some friends shout out bry uh whiskey bry who uh had me and some friends over there and we we drank and and we were merry we we hung around and just just chilled he he was djing playing some retro like 70s some motown we were just having our own dance party and different people we were like uh house party hopping around different people's places and it was pretty it was pretty good so uh I, i'm i'm definitely I, I hitting my 30s now like over the 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 whole waiting in line going to a club i don't know how the the girls do it in their in when it's freezing like below sub-zero and they're just in their skirts chill it's like they don't even have a jacket they're just waiting in line when, like it's like what are you doing you're gonna freeze out here waiting in these lines but uh yeah uh, I still had a good time and it was it was it was good new year's new year's is is whatever I think Halloween is still the best night of the year if we're- like counting whole year calendar what's the better like you i choose Halloween over over that it's more crazier I don't know New year's gets pretty crazy though
1: yeah i I like the idea of dressing up yeah uh, and Halloween certainly is a bit more culturally acceptable to do that but there's also something interesting about it just being a random, I don't know, Tuesday in, in May and and you're wearing a costume
0: in public. That would be great. We should have second I mean some people do Halloween in summertime, right? Bring it back, normalize it. This is what we should do. Uh I have some some things that we could discuss on today's show because it was the new year. It's it's a good time to maybe discuss some new year's resolutions. Mm. Yeah. Do you partake in New Year's resolutions?
1: <laughs> um not not necessarily. I mean, certainly it is a time in which I will be a bit more reflective and kind of take stock of, all right, what happened this past year? What got done? What didn't get done? What progress have I made? Uh where if I uh maybe kind of haven't made progress in ways in which I intended or would have liked. And then, yeah, I certainly put a bit thought into, all right, fresh start new year, just the way to conceptualize things. What do I want to make happen? Um, a few years ago, I did a vision board exercise for the first time, actually while watching one of, uh, Ron Funchess, Ron Funchess is, I, I, Ron Funchai. Ron <laughs> Funchai. Yeah. <laughs> he, he had a, uh, uh, I think it was a Twitch stream. This would have been 2020, going into 2021. And he and some friends, including Ethan Page, was on it for like the first okay, hour. The wrestler, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they did vision boarding. And so my girlfriend, Lily, and I took part in that. And Sorry, what's vision boarding? Uh, so vision boarding, uh, basically, it's where there's like an actual board, like a piece of tag board or some shit. And for us, we just found random magazines and cut images out that, uh, had some meaning, um, of inspiration for us. And I wrote some words on mine and Lily's a fantastic artist. So I asked her to draw a couple things and essentially, uh, like the wellness policy was one, one of a handful of things that I had on the vision boards, just the words, the wellness policy, and perhaps a visual that went along with it. And the point, uh, like any um, law of attraction or uh, visioning type of practice is to direct our attention toward things that we desire to experience, to attain, et cetera. And then literally putting it somewhere where you're going to see it often. So I put it in uh, on a wall where I would walk past it multiple times a day. And it's kind of a thing where it's a constant reminder it keeps th- certain things top of mind, and the more that we focus on a certain thing, then the more likely we will engage in behaviors that lead us toward those things. So a lot of people may shit on the law of attraction because they're like, oh, well, if I just like, like think about uh, having a speedboat, well, then I'll just have a speedboat. And it's like, no, motherfucker. The point is to keep things top of mind to – um engage you in taking responsibility to inch you closer toward those things. So work and effort uh, is required. But the point is that we're keeping uh, more top of mind the things that we want to put work and effort toward.
0: Okay. I definitely done this in school before. I'm thinking like high school, maybe college, even where you create stuff. But I'm also thinking of a friend's house. He's got a little bit of a music studio in his apartment and above where he sits, He has this like board, which he puts things up and he did have things like, uh, you know, success or money or, you know, like uh, magazines about music or or things like that. So that's like he would change that and put different things up there. So I guess it's something because he would stare at that all day. I'm similar when I have a desk or a music station or whatever. I usually put some sort of artwork or something in front of me. That, so I'm not just like staring out at something or if you have a window, even live vision board, but even like our set for our podcast is full of different vision stuff. It's just all wrestling, but you know, but yeah. 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 It's a vibe.
1: Um, speaking of, uh, I, I haven't really introed with what I hope to be our, 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 our monthly meditation. So maybe I could do that and around maybe setting intention for what we want to bring into our new year. How does this sound Braden? So what do I have to do? Uh, you can just listen to my voice and and follow my suggestion. Of course, uh, nothing is expected. No one has to do anything. You could just simply um, press the you know the thirty second skip button ahead yeah. if you want to disregard this completely. Um, or you could just like talk shit to no <laughs> one at me as you listen to me do this. So um, we can just wherever you are. Again, if you're driving. Um, Please do not participate and focus on the road. Um, but really, wherever you are, if it's a couch, not nah, fuck it, do it. Um, participate.
0: Close your eyes we uh, do it.
1: <laughs> yes, that is Braden's suggestion. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, let's just uh, take a moment to um, settle in to wherever we may be in space and time. We can take a nice deep breath in through the nose, and when we're ready, we can let it out very slowly through the nose or the mouth you're really into the breathing thing, you could breathe in again through the nose, but place your hands on your belly to see if you can make the belly expand. This is called diaphragmatic breathing. Uh, As we do this, I'm going to uh, play our uh, Poison Rana Detox Meditation theme. There, there, there it is. Alright, so as we're settling into our breath and our body... We can just imagine a clean slate, twelve months, twenty twenty-three in this Christian calendar. Somehow we've all agreed to abide by, and really focus on what we want to experience, what we want to achieve. Oh, oh, oh it's over. Okay, I'm sorry. Citation <sighs> is done. Uh, a bit abrupt. I got to work on my timing. Yes, if you're holding the breath, please exhale at this point. <sighs> um, but uh, perhaps uh, your dreams will come true in 2023 as a result of this podcast
0: meditation. Is McDonald's going to sue me for using that ad from like the late 80s, early 90s? Uh, well, I'm looking at the Zoom. It says David Portman on the screen. So perhaps yeah, he's sure. the most liable. I'm using his Zoom link. But I mean, the podcast will be uploaded on our feed, so... Uh, fine. it's possible,
1: but I it's it's fine. It would make a great podcast to talk about in the future.
0: Exactly, cease and assist from Mac tonight is it's great. Is good stuff. Uh, I ever tell you? I um,
1: I I w- I saw and was there for the uh, the WWE cease and desist uh toward the young the suck it for for young bucks and right. We got a um, cease
0: and desist from them before. <laughs> we got a few from from,
1: from WWE. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, up next, I'd imagine.
0: Yeah, we when we started up next, definitely. They were like, you gotta make it clear that we're like not affiliated with you. So we would add that as like a tagline, like not affiliated kind of thing.
1: That's good. That's good. That means some they're paying attention.
0: And then a few years ago we did a rowdy Ronda before Ronda Rousey was even in WWE, we did a rowdy Ronda Rousey t-shirt and WWE came after us for that. And then hmm. I made a Joe jopo club t-shirt, like the bullet club, but with like Starbucks Cups and stuff. And like after like a month, New Japan was like, take it down. So we took it down as well. So uh, and
1: yet they never came for honor club.
0: Uh, no. Uh, honor club. It's like a tree in the forest when no one's around, bro. It's, <laughs> it's no one no one knows it even happens. Uh, fair enough. But cease and assists, uh, yeah, I love how um like now ronda rousey went to wwe and then actually sold that shirt <laughs> they were like that's a good idea clear clearly a great idea that a lot of people i'm sure thought of but the raw rowdy thing uh now i wouldn't be caught dead wearing one of those shirts uh with ronda rousey um have, have you seen uh
1: piper's daughter russell
0: yeah i just saw that that's crazy uh, i want to check that out that's that's really interesting i guess she could she use the rowdy i swear her name was something weird like Turquoise Niven? or teal or something like that. Not seen that. Uh a person named after uh, co- some people are named after colors, I guess, but uh it's not not often. Uh what would you if you had kids, you know, what would you what would you want to name your kids? You're kind of like a hippie. You'd probably name someone like Star Child or topanga or something like that.
1: Uh maybe like duck sauce.
0: Duck sauce, like Barbara Streisand.
1: Yeah, that's a nice Jewish name. Duck
0: sauce, okay. Uh, yeah. Don't know if don't know if you're uh if you'll get over that with your family. They might not let you call your offspring that. Oh, well, it's not my
1: family. It uh, it would be between me and the and <laughs> the person I'm having the
0: child with. Yeah, would they agree uh, on duck sauce?
1: Uh wait, duck sauce, that was uh that was Diplo and someone else?
0: Uh yeah, uh bar- the song was Barbara Streisand. <laughs>
1: yeah, that had a
0: moment for like a season. Yeah, remember uh, what was it? The what's the other one? Harlem Shake. That was another yeah, Bauer. One. Yeah, Bauer. Bauer.
1: Court Bauer. My, uh yeah, Court <laughs> Bauer. My uh, my friends booked him for a local show. We went. It was nice. um, by far the most highest attendance of that like Wednesday night
0: residency. That's, that that song was everywhere. Yeah, uh, there was Psy. That had a thing. What was that Gundam style? That's like probably like ten years old now, which is nuts. But. Uh, or more, but yeah, yeah. Um, Yo,
1: your your internet connection sucks. I don't know if like with Zoom it doesn't matter because it's I don't know if it's you're recording direct to whatever
0: and it and yeah, what I'm getting fine. Yeah.
1: Okay, then let's keep going.
0: <laughs> Someone's gonna message us. This this podcast is unlistenable, uh, not because of the audio quality, just because of us. Uh, I have some New Year's resolutions that. Uh, oh, tell I, me. I, I want. I have discuss. one too. Go ahead. Oh, you do have one. Okay, cool. Uh I have one that I I used to do every year and I think in the last as soon as like the world reopened in the last like year and a half it like just disappeared and I used to walk up every day. I used to walk at least a minimum of like an hour a day and I love it whether I'm listening to music, podcast, headphones on, I can walk anywhere. And I still I still do once in a while, but I used to do it every day and that used to be something uh, like part of my like routine or or ritual, and obviously it sucks. I'm in Toronto; it's freezing in some of the months, so I still like you know Long John's on, Tukes on, and and go out there and 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 try to do it. But lately, I, I'd say for the past while, I've been so bad at it. So uh, I know I, my intake of terrible foods used to be offset by all the walking and and working out. I do. Whereas now it's like, well, I need to get back on that. So, I mean, that's the classic traditional new years, you know, everyone's in the gym in the first week of January. And then the gym just kind of disperses by the end of it. But I, I, that's something legit. I need to like, all right, I need to, to get back to that. Cause I also enjoy, everyone needs their private time, but also, you know, walking with a friend, Remember when COVID was was popping? That was the hot thing. The hot dates were you want to go for a walk? <laughs> yeah, we, we can't do anything else.
1: It was great. It was I started a, a a career coaching business, and uh, a, about half of the sessions we met at a park. Actually, I have one after we record this um, nice. in a few hours. Um, it'll be cold, but we're I'm meeting uh, at a at a park. It'll be pitch dark but you know we'll, <laughs> we'll be done about like 6 p.m and so i'll probably pop on the 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 flashlight on my phone at certain points and on this trail um but this woman she prefers to still do it uh while walking and
0: she pays me and like yeah do it wow don't get like sacrificed in the middle of the woods on some hiking trail uh, after uh this. Well, it's <laughs> it's like where it's more
1: it's open fields Okay, good, tri- good. So it's it's not like in the woods, but All right, the good. woods that's are safe. surrounding. Stay those.
0: safe, brother Stay safe from the witches yeah, out yeah, yeah. there. You're in like Baltimore. Is that near like Salem? I don't know. US, I'm Canadian, my US knowledge is. No, <laughs> Salem, right. that isn't that uh like northeast, like north uh, northeast? I'm sure there was witches in Baltimore too. That's why you guys got Blair are so Dude, up.
1: <laughs> the, the Blair Witch project was oh. in Maryland. Oh.
0: Oh, well there you go. I knew there was some connection to Maryland. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah. Walking walking is something I think like any you know It's something I used to do quite a lot, especially when you want to clear your head or, hey, you just have some time to spare it. You you know, I'm sure there's a lot of other things people would rather do. But for me, it's something I noticed in the past like eight months that I've definitely not withheld up in my in my life. That's something used to be a big part of it. So uh, there you go. It's kind of boring. It's a kind of boring resolution. I'm sorry, people.
1: No, but it's good self-awareness if you realize it's something I used to do and I'm not doing it as frequently now, and I'm not feeling as good because of that. Exactly. I mean, I, I would say the same. I, I got COVID about eight months ago, and uh, today's actually a really good day, relatively speaking. But I mean, I've gained 10 pounds, and I don't weigh that much to begin with. So 10 pounds is, is pretty significant for me, and I feel it. And that's mostly because I haven't been as physically active um just because most days it's hard to breathe and the times in which I've tried to uh jog or be more the one show I I played in my band uh during that time like I got severe chest pain after doing these things. Mm. Um so but walking is typically fine and uh I feel like to do that more when it gets me out of the fucking house, I realize, and, and I'm blessed that I can work from home, but only being home isn't always the best for me psychologically and, and certainly socially. So just to get my ass out of the house and to just walk to the cafe or just walk around the neighborhood, I found that doing that um, more often than not, I, I benefit psychologically and energetically yeah, by just absolutely. doing that. So yeah, no, I'd that- like to be more intentional too about that.
0: All right, the next time we do a detox, we're going to talk about some great walks, just some epic walks in the next month. And everyone out there, you got to go on a great walk Uh and uh, smoke them if you got them. Take a spot of a smoke spot because that's something that, that gives me a little like incentive. If I walk like five miles today to go to like, I don't know, some hill, Casaloma, somewhere cool in the city, then I can have a cool smoke spot and then I walk back. So like Oh, like I, dude! Walk, you know,
1: dude. I saw you in in Manhattan. Like, you don't walk five blocks without like
0: a blunt. Well, that that was because I was in New York smoking smoking backwards while I could on vacation. But yeah, uh, that that makes if you smoke blunts, you're not walking five miles. You're going three blocks and going and probably sitting down but uh blunts are not good for you to do that uh but no I, I i love i love doing that and i know i fell in off of of doing it so it's something i want to do i have some other uh well our internet just completely went down but we're back this is the podcast from hell now jordan oh it's been a fun ride though yeah we we're surviving but uh i guess we carry on uh wayward son uh we were talking about other resolutions final destination what were we talking about um yeah you're talking about how uh, we like walks i was gonna say other things which is another really basic new year's resolution but call me basic betty is uh i need to deal with my money a bit better yes I realize that when i'm overspending and uh you know, you know groceries i've just like inflation this year it's not even my fault you know i blame the groceries you gotta eat it. i have to eat it should be food should be free you know Good food should be not free. I don't know. I don't know how it should work. I don't know how it works. But it's it. Grocery stores here in Toronto are insane uh, lately. Like people are are posting pictures of their prices of stuff. It's 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 crazy. Like bread. I went to buy pita bread the other day. It was like, what? Guess I'm not having pita bread. Like, whoa. Hmm.
1: But don't you buy like a bunch of dumb wrestling shirts, too?
0: uh not in a long time because there's inflation on that too probably <laughs> huh uh well then maybe you got to make more money yeah this is exactly what i got to do so uh patreon.com slash poison rana five bucks there a month, we go. people be a friend yeah, how how dare you just
1: listen to this free stuff without contributing
0: something yeah exactly uh we'll have merch soon but yeah i, I want to be a, a bit better uh, i just you know uh i I already have i've made the move uh davy and and john away are going to montreal for wwe elimination chamber but i just didn't want to swing it uh so i i I said sorry i can't even though i so badly wanted to i'm just like "Mm, i I just can't right now i just did new york even though that was you know kind of a, a gig essentially but uh yeah, I want to be a bit a bit more better and, and kind of start start saving a bit more than I am and stuff like that. But again, kind of a basic thing to say, New Year, New Me. I'm gonna be better with my money. Who am I kidding?
1: Maybe I'll buy replica titles maybe, and maybe ask uh if Robert
0: will pay for you to go to Montreal. Yeah, just hey, can you send me uh to Montreal <laughs> <laughs> to be with the crew? Uh shout out Robert Pearson, shout out Real Digital. Uh what else? What else? Did you have any other uh Things you want to do in 2023 or or see or anything?
1: Yeah, I made a social media post a couple weeks ago about it, um, or maybe a week ago. Uh, I'm I'm getting much more intentional about wanting to make uh, a more meaningful impact um, from a mental health perspective in the pro wrestling community and more specifically with people that work within pro wrestling. Um, and there's, there's, I've been having ongoing conversations as to, uh, different ways in which I could do that. Um, not much that needs to be shared publicly at this point, but I'm just like, I kind of know how I operate and throughout my life and career. Um, I've never been just focused on one specific track as it relates to a career. For me, it's more about like, there's bigger picture things I'm trying to do like uh, um but I'm very project based. So even when I worked at ring of honor for a little less than two years, to me, that just felt like, all right, that's a project. I'm going to do that. And these podcasts that I do with you and way, and I've had another one called chocolate croissants that focused more on music community. Like I think of these as projects and a lot of these projects, um, they're, they're connected or one can help lead to the next. Um, but I'm just noticing that I'm feeling much more energy toward the idea of working with people individually and maybe every few months in groups, uh, working with people that work in pro wrestling, um, pro wrestlers themselves and agents, producers, uh, production, creative, et cetera, et cetera. So that is, uh, I, I have a more specific vision for what that means. I think when we're making goals, the more specific and measurable we can be, uh, the better as far as achieving the goals. Um, but a bit more generally, that that's the vision I have for the next year.
0: Nice. At least you have some some clear desires and 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 some some goals that you have in mind. That's a that's a that's a plus going forward into. 2023. I'm just saying I need to go on more walks. I'm just gonna just be walking around, just just walking, walking Joe. Walk, walking's good, man. We need to walk. walk uh, I go. I had I had another one, and this one was inspired by my girlfriend because uh, she gets really mad if I ever stay over at her place that I don't make her bed. Like if mm. I get out of bed, I don't make it. So she kind of whipped me into shape of making her bed. So. I need to make sure every day, whether it's my bed, her bed, I need to make my bed every time because then there's nothing better than coming home, going to bed in a nice made bed. So
1: it's true. I've read, I forget uh, where, but it kind of stuck with me. Like to start your day by simply making your bed can be so powerful because it's like, it's an easy win to set yourself up for this sense of taking care of yourself and your shit and um, like literally just getting out of your bed and okay, like there's momentum now you made the bed and now there's some momentum in your day. And that, that always kind of stuck with me. I'm not saying I make the bed regularly, but yeah, I the, don't. the concept, the concept made a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. The concept definitely makes sense. So I want to try to stick with it because if I make my bed, then who knows what else I'll do in this glorious day that is in the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> uh that see that one is is all right. I wanted to do uh more music this year. I know I I've mentioned I made a lot of the beats and stuff for all the podcasts including this one. Uh but uh lately I kept telling myself that I need to like take some of my spare time and maybe put that more into focus and uh it's uh it was also a way a friend of ours wellness policy who was like, "Yo, why aren't you like, you know, Go doing more of that stuff because you're, you're, you're good at it. So, uh, when, when listeners or, or friends tell me they like the stuff, then it kind of, uh, inspires me to, to kind of see where I can go with it and stuff like that. So I've already taken that kind of leap and kind of reached out to whether it's old musician friends to kind of link up and jam and create some stuff and just do what happens. But it's also just something that's also like a good art form, a nice, like medium to, I don't know, express yourself as they say. Uh So just jamming and making music is something I, I really enjoy doing. And I miss kind of playing and jamming with bands and stuff like that, which I would like mm. to, to possibly do more, but I do a lot more on the production side. So even working and creating stuff with other producers and, and musicians and stuff is definitely more on my track level, but I love uh, doing that. And this year I'm, I'm already putting the gears into place and and setting some things up. So yeah, Dude,
1: you're yeah. a talented musician. So if you were, I think all I've heard is just your own production, aside from the your Bray Ting rap. <laughs> uh, so if if you're gonna jam, are you playing an
0: instrument? Well, so back in the day, I used to play the drums, right? So I, I would play drums and all my friends would play, you know, whether the keys or, or guitars, bass and all that stuff. But then uh, I, I injured my right ankle pretty seriously, and it can never kind of move the proper way an ankle kind of can move uh, as high mm. up. So I can still play, but I'm not like, I can't, I can't like, you know, do any double kicks or or go pretty crazy, but I can still, you know, I got rhythm. And once you have that, you don't really lose that. But uh, that since then, like, so I'm talking like more than 10 years now has like then, you know, changed from, you know, playing drums to now, like, I'm really good at, uh, digital producing and, and digital drums. So I'll take actual drum sounds and, and create. And I'm pretty good at drum machines and, and all that stuff. So that definitely like carried over into that aspect of music because I I'm I love make like today actually i I hung out with my cousin who plays guitar I just show up with ten different drum tracks and that I've made that are like pretty much full-on songs without anything else except drums and then he just plays over them and then we like jam and, and do that kind of stuff I've played I've jammed with actual drum machines uh live while other people are playing instruments but uh, I yeah, I, I love all that stuff. I, I have dabbled with keys, but I'm not very good. I'm, I'm good at creating my own stuff and sampling and, and drum pads and all that stuff. I can definitely get around, but, uh, I never took piano lessons too seriously. So like I know enough of how to play something. If I hear something a little bit, but I, I get by, you know, John Lennon couldn't read music. So it's a good inspiration. And he
1: did okay. He and was he's all right. all right. And same with Paul yeah. McCartney. Um, I yeah. I miss playing music. I as I mentioned I played a show late September and we haven't gotten together since. It's, we've just been a bit yeah. inactive. Um we've been talking the past couple of weeks about booking a show, but it's hard right now this fandom I'm in reindeer. It's five of us, but you know we're all working adults and the one is working and in school full-time, some medical track that he's on. So he's like, yeah, I don't know if I could really play a show until summertime then we're like fuck um so we may do something without him i mean you know really his name's jason and fuck jason quite frankly Hmm. but it's uh but also i just want to get together and just jam and literally play music and not for the sake of writing and recording a new song or to rehearse for a show but just to play
0: Maybe it's it's kind of the same way when people at, like I love making beats and 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 songs and all this stuff and a lot of just instrumental stuff, really. And and basically I, I would love to work with singers and rappers, you know, at me, DM me are always open to anyone listening. But um, like to me, it's like someone who's like an artist or a painter or a sketch or whatever. They have notebooks of just random different stuff that they've done. That's kind of like what I do. Like I make so much different things, and it's just like something that comes to my my mind, or or whatever, right? Like, uh, music is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's the
1: most. That's that music. I I grew up. I you know. I dabble with sports. Um, I dabbled with video games, but yeah. really, how I played, um, in in you know more independently and especially with friends, like I played music, and that's what I did: guitar and drums. Um, just making a lot of loud noises and. That was how I connected
0: with people throughout you know my childhood and most of my life. uh speaking of music, there was a, a music story that was kind of making rounds uh, the past week or so, like on all like news outlets and and things, because Rolling Stone, which I mean, if you could even still credit Rolling Stone as a magazine, A or B even really that credible lately, but uh, they put out a 200 best singers of all time list which hmm. pissed a lot of people off. And I'll tell you the reason why you may have heard this is because they did not put Celine Dion on this list.
1: Right. How disrespectful. And, and given that she just came out publicly with a, what sounds like a genuinely fucking awful. Um, I don't know if it's the disease or, or syndrome or condition. Yes. Yes. Um but, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious, like, of the top 10, but I'd imagine it's Rolling Stones. So they're going to focus on popular music of the past uh, 60 years. And for her to not be included in, in a top 25 even seems uh,
0: foolish. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's weird because she's definitely, like, up there with, I mean, just the Titanic song alone, but she's got a whole other, you know, discography of stuff she's you know vegas and and all this stuff i'm pulling up the top 10 right now this this could make for some i i think celine dion definitely should have been in the top 10 you know who am i to be a judge of music but at number 10 al green comes in on their list which hey he's he's a pretty he's a pretty good singer uh
1: so again is it is it 10 though what's what's the actual term is it singer is it vocalist
0: this is is, what's the the term here is best singers of all time. Okay, go on. Okay, so Al Green at number 10. Number nine, Otis Redding, who, yeah, I'd put him over uh, Al Green. No disrespect to Al Green. Love me some Mm -hmm. Otis, though. Number eight, Queen Bay, Beyonce. See, already Hmm. some, some, Mm -hmm. some, you know, already some modern day Rolling Stone takes. Number seven, Stevie Wonder. I mean, Stevie's still singing and playing the piano, so bless him. Number six, Ray Charles. Number five, Mariah Carey. Of course, they're gonna put Mariah Carey. Number four, Billie Holiday. Oh, interesting. Okay, Mm. Baltimore Zone, I believe. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Number three, Sam Cooke. Okay, I was wondering if they was. I I really love Sam Cooke. Uh, Spoiler alert. So I'm okay with that. Number two, Whitney Houston. Who do we think is number one? I have not scrolled down yet. I have not looked at this list. Who would you put as the number one singer? Michael Jackson.
1: Based on this list, it sounds like this is like a soul slash R and B list.
0: No, am I well, right in thinking I, that? I skipped through two hundred through this list. Like there is two hundred other people, I, well, so it's not I, just it's not. I just would that. have no.
1: I would have to assume Aretha Franklin
0: number one. Aretha Franklin, best singer I get of all that. time. Yeah, so I, I totally I, get I that. Agree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But people were th- just the story got around that wait, so why isn't she like on this list? Which is pretty crazy. Like a lot of other people on this list. Uh, John Lennon at 12. Like there's no, there's Freddie Mercury coming in, Bob Dylan. I would not put Bob Dylan as one of the best singers of all time. One of the best guys knows how to use his really not good voice to to the best of his ability. But singer, well, th- I don't know. That's
1: why I clarified the term. Because yeah. if I, if like gun to my head, make a distinction, if we're going with the term singer, then I would... More so include, um, like artistic merit, personality, things like that. Where if it's just pure vocalist, I'm thinking more just technical, um, how proficient or, or, uh, um, impressive just a vocalist is. But, you know, a Bob Dylan, certainly an influential, important voice, um, in, in, in
0: music history. Cause like someone I would say really crazy voice comes to mind, uh, in the same realm as James Brown. He was, he would be up there again. Yeah. I think, I think Michael Jackson is one of the best singers and performers and all that of all time, but maybe this is, Agreed. you know, singer. So, you know, there that that's, that's kind of that. I mean, I have personal favorites. Like I wouldn't necessarily put best singer of all time, but same category of that Bob Dylan. Like he knows what he's doing with his own voice it would be like an Eddie Vedder who's girl, you know. They know yeah. how to do that. Same with a Kurt Cobain, right? The guy just, I'm really sad. And like people fucking loved it. So it's like the way you you work your, your voice and talent get, definitely gets you over. But I would say like actual singing when it comes to singing, though, like Adele, Celine, Mariah Carey, I guess. I've not really ever really been a huge Mariah Carey fan. But yeah, those are all the, the best singers of all time. But all the Celine Dion, Dion fans uh, are coming out attacking Rolling Stone. Like, what? How did you not put her on this list? Like, she's amazing. So, uh... Pour, well, pour a, a
1: shame that all these... shame that all these Celine fans will be canceling their Rolling Stone subscription that they've yeah, maintained. Never, they've never
0: probably <laughs> still had. I saw a Mad Magazine in stores the other day, and I was like, whoa, I didn't know that still existed. Remember Wait, uh, how... It couldn't have been new. It. You know what? You're right, because it was a Mad Magazine, like, best of something. Ah, uh... uh.
1: Because yeah, they don't I think they, they're not in production they, anymore. No, I think it's been a while. I never got into that. I always thought I mean I was the right age. I was born in eighty-five, so I remember there were kids around me that were into Mad Magazine. Yeah. Um I just thought it was kinda kinda dumb. But yeah, uh, again, I was, I was into pro wrestling, so who the fuck was I to judge?
0: Yeah, uh never judge anyone's thing if you like pro wrestling. Uh I love I, I loved it when I was a kid, definitely, but then fell off but then i also like subscribe to like wizard and what like N- n64 power or something like that i, I subscribe to a few different like magazines or comics and stuff like that i did
1: get rolling stone i enjoyed rolling yeah stone.
0: i have i have a few back in the day as well especially like specific covers and and you know famous cover shots and stuff like that uh, i have a few uh i was talking to someone the other day at a party about playboys and how a friend of theirs was like collects like really rare and like different playboys, like the original ones and stuff like that. And how like in today's age, they can go for quite a lot of money. So uh, that's another hobby you could get into.
1: Right. When I turned 14, my bar mitzvah was, I believe on the second day of being 14. uh, My dad, uh, amongst other things like a bar mitzvah party, he gifted me a, a playboy subscription for the year, and I was going to a private, pretty conservative uh, middle school at the time. I, I think I'll, I'll mention this again with when we start answering these these questions later. But I remember I shared this with some kids because I was I was having trouble connecting with a lot of the kids there, um, just culturally. A lot of them didn't seem interesting, but they were my classmates, and I, I wanted to make friends there. So once they found out. Oh, Jordan has a Playboy subscription. All of a sudden, they got really <laughs> interested in coming over to my house and hanging out with me. Um, and then I remember my parents found out. I may have just told them, or at least my mom, that I had told some other kids that. And she she basically was like, it's not an issue, obviously, with us. But maybe maybe don't be telling some of these other kids that you got Playboy.
0: <laughs> I, I remember I had a WWE magazine and uh, i put it like in a desk at school and you know it's probably like 2004 2005 i don't know how old i was pretty young and i left it in there and then like a the next class someone found it and went through the pages and there was like pictures of like i don't know like tory wilson or something and oh and my teacher saw it and was like you're bringing like playboy and smut to class i'm like no it's it's wrestling. Yeah, that looks bad, but all right. Yeah, I won't do that again. And I learned my lesson that way. But uh, yeah, I don't have any. I have one Playboy, and it's the Maria, Maria Kanellis uh, WWE Diva Playboy. John Pollock gifted it to me many years ago. But uh, yeah, my f- one friend had uh, the ginger from Spice Girls mm. Playboy. And uh, I remember being really disappointed.
1: Ah, oh, I didn't know she did that. Yeah. Good for her.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Fuck it. Yeah, get the get the Can we do a
1: can we do an unboxing and a taste test here?
0: Unboxing and a taste test of
1: what? I got um. So I think I don't even remember now what was talked about while recording or not. But uh, I'm watching a bunch of Curb Your Enthusiasm right now because I know they're in production for next season. Gotcha. And the 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 episode. This was the Latte Larry season. Uh, toward the end of the season where he keeps going back to the BMW dealership because they have this licorice. You remember this? No, I do not. So th- I've never seen this type of licorice. They're like these thick long logs and he, he they call them uh, like Bavarian licorice. So I was watching this a couple nights ago. Thick
0: long logs.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, red and black variety. Nice. So it looked and I remember the first when I watched this episode when it came out, I was like, "Holy shit, that looks like some good rich uh, uh, just top-shelf licorice. And yeah. then I forgot about it, and now I'm watching it uh, two nights ago, and I'm like, fuck, i got to get it. So I I Google Bavarian licorice, and uh, it takes me to Amazon. And I'm going to open it now. Uh, it was just
0: what, shipped. Licorice is like what old people eat.
1: It's not really an unboxing. It's more of a un- yeah, bagging.
0: Just, what, what, what is it in right now?
1: So... It's a uh, Daryl Lee soft Australian licorice. So some... Sounds, uh,
0: I'm not against milk. it. I. I. What's the What's the alcohol that tastes like licorice? Like Sambuca or something? I don't know. Uh, uh, uh
1: Jägermeister tastes like black licorice.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I like that. I like Jäger. So maybe I do like licorice. But it is still, I feel like, such an old person snack. They yeah, love well, it. Yeah, well, this... It really
1: seems- so this... This I got the mixed fruit bag just to try different flavors. So I got there's classic strawberry here, but there's also green apple. I typically don't Mr. Like Pibbs
0: and Red apple. Vines equals crazy delicious. Remember that? Uh, we don't have Red Vines in Canada actually.
1: No, I never really gotten to Red Vines, but this has mango and mango was the one that kind of sold me on on trying this.
0: Mango flavored things is so overrated. Like I love actual mango and like here's a hack, get that like tahine, the the spice and put that mm. on fresh mango. That's a fucking snack right there. But mango flavored things—that's like maybe more artificial mango flavored. I don't fuck with as much. Can't stand well, it.
1: This was like a I don't know seven eight dollar bag for candy. So I'm assuming it's American quality. Yeah. Uh,
0: while um, you snack on licorice, I think it's time we go to our message board.
1: mean I'm gonna I'm gonna try a mango real quick though. So these are like thi- they're they're. There there's a cylinder shape to it but they're certainly not as thick and definitely not as long as what I saw on Curb but you know this is just a way in to yeah. this type of liquors
0: they sound ta- they good. sound awful no they sound terrible
1: I kind of like it I'm not really into green apple flavored shit though I think that's disgusting
0: it can be okay but that's the same thing if it's too fake it's like this is not what a green apple tastes like it's such like a it- fake thing like fake banana flavored stuff except that medicine as a kid that was that was bomb
1: Like, if you're going to come up to me, like, sucking on a green apple Jolly Rancher and your breath smelling like shit, like, I'm not into that.
0: Which, the blue one's probably the best vibe, the watermelon. Again, fake flavors, but oh, so delicious. Okay, let's go to this Facebook page. Poison Rana Facebook group. Go join it if you haven't. We'll let anyone in here. And uh, a few days before recording, we put up a page here and we ask our people to write in. And uh, we've done just that. And it looks like we have some messages on this thread, which you posted uh, a photo of Virgil and Tatanka uh, Mm -hmm. to icons in the wrestling world. But uh, would you like to start off with the first one, Jordan? I could, but I'd have to pull it up. Okay, I have it here. It's from Steve who grows weed. Oh, we love Steve grows weed. He says, am I... Getting invited to hang out when you come to Toronto with our man Neil in the spring. I'll bring the weed.
1: Uh, So you can read my response if you'd
0: like. You wrote no, lol.
1: Yeah, like what the fuck, Steve grows Weed? Who said that I'm definitely going to Toronto and if I were that I'm going with
0: fucking Neil. Uh, That sounds great. And I would definitely, Steve, who grows weed, uh, a regular on the wellness policy now, I've heard, uh, he is uh, fantastic and his weed is legit. So yeah, definitely he's invited to the, to the sesh. If you're coming, I didn't know that you were coming. This is news to me, but.
1: (laughs) I I mean, it's been discussed. There's, there, there's certainly no plans. I I also have to update my passport, but we can make that happen. Yeah, Uh, Neil and I, I mean, Neil, it's sad you know, he, he had everything booked and planned to come be in New York and Newark with us. And morning of I'm brushing my teeth about to leave for the train station. And he had already driven to his airport and realized, oh, I cannot go on this trip because I fucked up this passport situation or whatever. So maybe
0: we'll get to see him. Maybe if you guys come visit.
1: So yeah, we've talked. He may he may come visit Excellent. here first, and then we may come up to Toronto. And and if if that's the case, then uh, Steve grows weed. Uh, uh, I'd be more than happy to uh, have smoke a meal. Smoke your weed. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't really. I haven't smoked in, in a little while. But if, if Steve uh, wants to, if he wants to buy me lunch, I'd I'll, I'll
0: consider <laughs> it. Lobster bisque, lobster roll.
1: Yes, we yeah. love lobster bisque and rolls uh, uh, here. So I'm we'll going to the, the next
0: filmings. the next comment here from John Sino, host of Shot in the Dark every week. Check it out mm. on this feed. John writes in, "I'm watching Megan. Megan, what is it? Megan. I'm watching Megan That's, now. That, that movie. Megan. Horror okay. movie." He says it's great. She sings Katy Perry in it, the titanium song. Question, what were your favorite toys growing up? Also, Jordan, what was the name of the charismatic elderly on the scene journalist who did weather and also asked people to take selfies with him? Not Steve Harvey's daughter. Hmm, I'm looking
1: up this guy. Uh, yes, it's a good question. Uh, so because Neil did not stay, we talked about this on the last episode. Uh, How you uh, and Sino
0: were roommates in a hotel.
1: Yes, John spent the night in Neil's bed. And in the morning, we we watched some local TV, including some local news. There was this one weatherman in particular who was like everything you would want in a a local newscast weatherman. Uh, None of his humor landed, but it was uh, incredibly entertaining. I'm Googling him. I don't even know what to Google. I'm just Googled New York City weatherman. Yeah, that's going to be really hard to find i mean it's just all al roker pretty much yeah it was him. um but yeah steve harvey's daughter i, I believe it was her she was a-, a a weather woman right on on another newscast as well this is it was true. quite this
0: is fun true. nice yeah shout out steve harvey's daughter
1: but but hold on sino fucking lives in new york he he has access to these channels Why? yeah is he we'll need an these?
0: update on this Sino. you're the one who's a native there so you figure it out uh but what about his other question what were your favorite toys growing up great question
1: toys growing up um i listened to your your home alone 2 show yeah. because I, I watched home alone and home alone 2 for the first time in decades uh last month uh, i actually had a talk boy
0: a talk boy from the movie
1: yeah yes yeah, was, that was quite fun wow um yeah i had the yak as- back yeah, it, what is that? Just like a, a knockoff yeah. of a talk boy?
0: Essentially, there was the same pretty much the same thing. But yeah, wow. I love um, those things as a kid. That's like definitely got me into like recording and stuff. Like that's such early on. I was so young when I had those kinds of things. When I was also young, I don't know what it was because I've never seen them since. But it's like this like radio station thing that it actually could dial you could eventually dial into it like within a radius, which was pretty cool. Like for kids and stuff, uh, I use that. Uh but mm. I'm a nine I'm a not like I'm a, I'm born in ninety-one. So I grew up in the era of Pokemon or POGs or C- Crazy Bones. Do you remember Crazy Bones? You might be too old for that, but where you like threw those little like things and you'd knock the little I don't know. No, those those are sick. I, I I used to love those. You you would play and then you'd play for keeps so that if you won you could keep one of your opposers, your your enemies' things or whatever. I don't know, those were pretty sick. Tamagotchis. Mm-hmm. Those were a thing. Like that's crazy. That those were such people were obsessed with those things. Like trying to keep a little creature alive in your little digital device on a keychain. Like that's nuts. And people would get pissed if like parents like broke it or it, you. You know, I I remember like I thought I lost it and then eventually found it and then by the time I found it, like the thing died. So I like. I remember
1: start. it. It took forever for us to find a Tamagotchi in a store. I, I distinctly remember one day my mom took my brother and I out going to a bunch of different stores. And we ended up in some uh, like sea level department store that I'd never even heard of. And because they had Tamagotchi and I think that was seventh grade for me. I, I distinctly yeah. remember being in a history class and most of the class uh, had Tamagotchis and were paying attention. And it was the first time a teacher was like, what the fuck? This is not <laughs> cool. And like, we're not doing this
0: anymore. Damn. Okay. Well, what year are you born in? What was some of the toys that you you remember enjoying? I
1: yeah. was eighty five, so when I think of yeah. toys, I really just think of wrestling figures and yeah. Ninja Turtles, and then and Ninja also Turtles, Power man. Rangers.
0: Yes, yes, yeah, me too, man. Like I, I had so many Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, Transformers. When 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 I got this like specific. Optimus prime transformer that was like the the beast wars the gorilla Optimus prime man i lost my mind and then like i had this when i was really young right and i i had forgotten about this toy and about like two or three years ago just before the pandemic i went to this like comic con my friend he's like i have an extra ticket come with me i go and in this like toy collectible stand this guy had it and like my brain just unlocked this memory and i almost just I almost just almost cried just remembering like my childhood of playing with this toy and oh, the wow. guy was, the guy was reselling it for like I don't know $500 and I was like well uh my memories are not quite worth uh that much uh so I did not buy it but like I used to I I, I like something I hadn't seen in forever and then I look at uh and the same goes with this one's a bit weird but do you remember the movie Small Soldiers? Phil Hartman? I do
1: but I I never saw it.
0: Oh, okay. So it's like basically these like little toys that are like they come to life, and then there's two opposing teams there's good guys and bad guys. And uh there's like the good guys are actually kind of more the outcasts and the, the main guy Archer, and I still have it, it's in my storage uh here, and it's this giant, like giant sized archer. And in the sh- in the movie, the toy talks, so this toy also talks, and you can push buttons and it talks to you and stuff like that. And the batteries are still the original ones, so it doesn't quite work. So when you push the button, it goes. Oh it's really creepy and demonic. So I've not changed the batteries in it. But yeah, love that movie. And uh I'm surprised I think we missed the anniversary because I, I remember a few listeners wanting us to review it in the future with me and Davy. So uh, I love that movie. Rest in peace, Phil Hartman. But yeah, uh I love to- toys growing up as a kid. I still love going through toy stores just to look. And or like when you have, I don't know, like nephews or nieces or whoever who are like into toys, it's cool to see like you know what's popping these days?
1: I yeah, I I like toys too. If I'm in a uh, a Target or a place like that, I'll at least check out. Usually the 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 wrestling figure aisle. Um, yeah. More, I, I, I'm fascinated just by the business of pro wrestling, obviously. But um, yeah, toys are cool. I was definitely down with uh with the figures
0: back in the day. All right, I'm going back to the board here from John Taylor, who just writes in hashtag Free Tatanka's nipple. You'll have Yeah, to so the, I the shared board. a I shared a, a picture of of titty. You did. You did. I'm going to go to the next one. Glenn writes in, "What is the dumbest thing you've ever done to attempt to woo somebody of the opposite sex or mm. same sex?" Um, yeah, which I'm yeah gonna what the add.
1: fuck? Like uh, very presumptuous of us being heteronormal. Um
0: uh Glenn, honestly like I, to to give to give some premise, he also then wrote in saying, "For fairness, he, Glenn saying I bought a pair of $120 skinny jeans because a girl I thought I was dating said they'd look cute on me. Even when I was in shape, these thighs were thick and not meant for skinny jeans. (laughs) Mm. That's a Uh, lot for
1: I don't know if I've spent that much on a pair of
0: jeans before. I've done the skinny
1: jeans, but
0: I, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dressing a certain way. I don't know. Like in high school, I started wearing like wrestling shirts and, Band shirts, so I just dressed the way I wanted to dress, and if it you know, was cool to people, sure. but uh I will say there was something that comes to mind actually in high school. Uh, I was eventually uh became like my first serious girlfriend, but I was kind of like, you know, uh, with a friend at the time who uh, I was trying to woo, as Glenn put it, and she was really into snowboarding, and I was not. So I said I would try it with her. So we went snowboarding on this this snowboarding date. And on the date, she she knew I told her the truth. Like, I'm not very good. And I've not done this a few too many times. And we went on like a, an easy hill. And I was fine. I survived, you know. And then we go down to do it again. But I got off the lift at the wrong thing. So then I'm on like the level like two or three. So Mm. I'm flying down and I hit what was like one of those little jump things for people to go off and do tricks. Mm. I go flying in the air and I land. Luckily I was wearing a helmet and I land like on my back, my head smacks against the ground. And I like, I'm just seeing stars and then like everyone runs over to like, see if I'm okay. But like, if I was not wearing a helmet, like who knows, man, like that's, you know, pretty, pretty serious. But, You know, here I am, like, I was just trying to snowboard because I thought that's what you liked. And I thought you'd like me more if we, you know. So I learned my lesson, like, and then I told her, like, hey, look, go snowboarding with your friends. I don't know if it's for me. Damn. (laughs) And not Uh, snowboarded since. And my 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 right shoulder still once in a while will give me a hard time. And it's all because of that. But, yeah. Oh,
1: oh, that's awful. I couldn't. Um, You could
0: only. I wish it was on tape of me just graciously falling, flying through the air. As I land, but yeah, that was a and long time. I ago. went,
1: I went, I haven't gone snowboarding since twelfth uh, grade. Uh, but I went a lot, like eleventh and twelfth grade, with my one friend, and we brought my video camera a handful of times. So I actually did film a, a decent amount of us cool tricks, uh, snowboarding. bro, snowboarding. But uh, I never was that good. I was good enough to go on any uh, hill or slope because I I knew how to break, and sometimes we just break my way down um uh more intense uh hills but uh i, I never I, wore it like oh that, you should wear sound, a helmet man that's yeah that sounds really smart to wear a helmet but I, I don't think it ever
0: occurred to me to wear a helmet i i have not gone snowboarding since i like tobogganing here and there skating isn't really my thing i'm a poor canadian to be honest but i enjoy now years removed like watching like i'm not too into olympics and stuff like that but if it's Olympics, snowboarding, or like X Games and snowboarding and stuff like that, I can really get into. I was a huge fan of uh, Sean White, even though, you know, he didn't do too well uh, in the last Olympics. Uh, There's a lot of talent coming out of Japan, actually, in snowboarding, which is just nuts who have been killing it. And I've actually been super interested and caught up on watching a lot of that stuff in the past few years. But I have not personally gone snowboarding. So yeah, sometimes you don't need to woo somebody by going that far. Uh, Should we go to the next one? Well, I didn't answer. Oh, yeah, question. you didn't answer. Yeah, sorry. What was the, the most embarrassing or dumbest thing you've done to attempt to woo somebody?
1: Honestly, I don't really have a good answer, and I, I really put wow. thought into this. Um, I mean, I will say more generally, just uh, like uh, it, basically what you said, like not being yourself and trying to be something else, whether that's uh, your personality, the things you talk about interest-wise or not, um, how you dress like altering those things because you think yeah. uh someone else will like that. Like I, I've certainly done that in different ways throughout my life. Honestly, the thing that like first came to mind and has stuck in my mind, there was a girl that I loved throughout elementary school and in fifth grade and, and in my elementary school, like I had different girlfriends. So that was like a normal thing starting to maybe fourth grade where I date a girl for a couple months and then I had a different girlfriend uh, but there was this one girl in particular that I was always into, but I just never knew how to approach the subject with her. Mm. And a group of us went to see Little Giants, that football
0: movie. Fuck um, yeah, Little Giants.
1: Yeah, yeah, So I saw that in theaters, and I s- ended up sitting next to her. And I, I'm sure I, I did my best to plan that to uh, seem like it naturally happened. And I remember, like, toward the end of the movie – I just dumped the whole fucking bucket of popcorn on my head. And it, that was obviously me trying to draw attention to myself and be like, Last Hey, file. look how cool. Exactly. And it was, it was 100% in an effort to capture her attention and, and hope that that was something that she found attractive. Um, nothing <laughs> came of it. I felt like a fucking idiot. Um and I was, an idiot. but even as a 10, as a 10 year old, I'm like, huh? I'm like, doing stupid shit to try to woo this girl. And uh, yeah, nothing ever
0: had come of it. Wow. What a loser. What a fucking loser. We go to Neil. Our man Neil is writing in. He loves this show. He told me in confidence. He says, tell us about an excruciatingly embarrassing experience you've had. And then he gives us an example. He says, I once trashed the person sitting opposite me in an office in an accidental reply all to an email she and everyone else saw it i slowly got up from my desk and went home what a moron who does that i want to know what he said in the email like what could it have been enough to make you go home like oof uh that's pretty bad i will say have you ever done that because like that's that's tough um i've sent i've
1: sent texts
0: to to wrong people yeah. I yes, that a and yeah.
1: an incredibly embarrassing one. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, not like um, earth shattering, but I remember once um, I one of the kids that I gave drum lessons to. I thought I was texting my girlfriend, but I texted the student's mom, and, and basically like, Ooh. like an "I love you, baby" type of text.
0: Yeah. Damn. Okay. I've sent people a few texts, but nothing like too – super embarrassing. Uh, Something that comes to mind is something my friend loves to bring up. I won't go into specific details, but I uh, was on, I called him and I was on the phone and he told me right away, Hey, I'm on, I'm driving. I'm on speakerphone. My mom is sitting next to me in my car. He said that, but I talked to him for maybe, you know, 10 minutes while he's driving and while I was like walking somewhere and Part of my brain forgot that he told me he was not alone in the car. So I blurted out something uh, about how I had a really great night the night before. And Mm. then then I just hear his mom's scream. And my friend just starts dying laughing. Like I could hear you. I could hear through the phone. He was crying. And he's like, you idiot. Like I told you she was in the car. Why would you say that? So fast forward a few years he or if I have ever seen his mom in passing or such like she will make references to that said uh yeah <laughs> so that's, that's something embarrassing experience as like other like work stuff would be pretty bad I don't know but what about you Jordan embarrassing situations so I was in 11th or 12th
1: grade and we were on this field trip and we were on the school bus riding back to school and we were literally a mile or less from the school. Um, but again, uh, this was me trying to draw attention to myself. Now, in my defense, I really had to pee, and I had to pee for a while. Mm. But again, I could have waited another five minutes and have gone uh, in school. And so I just stood up, and, but in a way that certainly drew attention to myself. And I unzipped my pants. Oh, no. Uh, I pulled my wiener out. Oh, my I God. I started... Uh, I, I peed into a plastic bottle and then as I was zipping the fly back up, the no. bus hit a bump. No And dude no! like Don't the tell me. tip of the tip of my dick was bleeding. Uh, and, and 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 like twenty years later, still have a scar.
0: Dude. Oh wow. Interesting. Uh, yeah.
1: So, like, my wow. I, I my dick was literally bleeding. um I'm so at, sorry uh, to anyone who to listen to
0: that. I'm sh- I'm sh- like shut. I'm cringing just hearing that. That's like you know we got a bleeder. What is that? Something about Mary? That's uh, that's know, but it, that's that's a terror. That's are you like forever scarred for? Well, literally, you are. Literally, are you, for, are you forever scarred of like zipping up your pants? Like you're always sure now. You always make sure. No.
1: No, Uh, I, I love uh, it. I think it's like, I, I show it off. Like, um, my, I, I sometimes, you know, with my current girlfriend, I, I didn't say anything. I was curious if she would know. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's small kind of like under the, so let me
0: get this straight. You, you go, you're, when you start a new relationship, you know, things are getting, you know, a little serious, hot and heavy, you know? Yeah. yeah, And, uh, and your, 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 your move is I'm not going to say anything and I'll just see if she notices anything. And then you zip and she goes, what the fuck is that? (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, honestly, so no no one's ever noticed it. I don't know if maybe people think it might be a birthmark. It's pretty right. small, but it's essentially like, you it's know, a, cute. A, a dark a yeah. dark spot.
0: Okay. It's a and cute little dick scar.
1: Yeah, and nice. and so then after a while I'd be like, yo, check this shit out and like I tell the story and um right. I, I I I like that about me. Um I don't nice. know what that says about me, yeah. but I'm glad that I've done a lot of stupid shit um throughout my life in ways that did not hurt me um, seriously, and and certainly has not hurt anyone else, um, or gotten me in like real trouble. But uh, but it was certainly um, terrifying. I'm
0: still cringing. I, I, honest- I'm recovering. It
1: was it was less. Em- I'm looking at Neil's question. It was less embarrassing in the moment. It was more excruciating.
0: Oh, ouchie for sure. Thank you, Neil. Uh, but I'm gonna want to know what you you sent in that email for sure. We go to Darren who writes in. If you were to pick a different place to live other than your current city, where would you pick and why? An example, Braden, would you like to live in a US city, etc.? Uh yeah, Jordan, where would you like to live if you didn't if you could pick anywhere in the world that you could just live in? No questions asked, you could work the way you work, everything.
1: Mm, you pick uh, a really few. the only the only city that I, I flirt I mean, I've I've visited LA. Many times my brother lived there for a year, so I had a bit of a sense of what it might be like to live there. But again, that was more me being curious. And then once I spent time there, I was like, eh, not really. Uh, The only city that had always been in mind was New York City. Mm -hmm. And I was very close. In 2016, I spent at least like eight weekends there. That year, and I remember that August I spent three out of the four weekends there, sometimes from like you know Thursday to Monday, It's like long weekends, so I was spending enough time there with friends where I was able to get a feel of what it might be like to live there day to day because you know they they may be working um nine to five or whatever, so it was really just me um exploring the city at a much slower pace than like when you and I were there last month,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, New York easily for me as well, specifically after visiting Brooklyn a few times in my travels. Now I'm like, Oh man, this is totally my vibe, totally my speed. I would love to, to live there. Uh, to be like selfish, I've, I've lived in, I mean, sorry, I would love to live like in a different foreign country for a little while. I've always joked about how I would just would love to live in Japan, but that's definitely not ever going to probably happen. But. But if I would like to twerk his question a little bit here, Darren. So I, I do I think both of us are kind of on the, the New York is is the you know the big apple, right? It's the spot. But where would you where would you go to live if you had to like run away <laughs> or escape? Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm uh... gonna change his question to that a little bit because I watch a lot of 2020 and true crime shows and documentaries and stuff, especially at my work. And uh I love the best parts is when they're like there's people on the run and the places they, and the lengths they go to, to like stay hidden and stuff. And it makes me wonder like, huh, do I have in the back of my mind, like I'm never going to commit a crime. I'm, I'm so soft. Like, you know, but like if you had to escape somewhere, where would you go, Jordan?
1: Hmm. Uh, Because the, the question leads me to think out of the country, but maybe that's too obvious. Like if I had to really change my identity and just be, um, anonymous or just create a new identity I, for some reason new orleans is calling me right now
0: okay but at the and, second and would, but jordan the second you whip out your dick they're gonna know it's you <laughs> it's true
1: it's i really it's really a You're uh, fucked dude. a burden to bear
0: yeah
1: um but i do like new orleans and i wouldn't mind spending some time there i feel um, like you'd get caught real Cognito. quick
0: i think you get quick i i'd, I'd go for like I'd go for like uh, Mexico, you know, Dominican Republic, uh, maybe like Europe somewhere. See, the problem with these people again, watching way too many tr- true crime stuff. The problem with these people who are on the run for long periods of time, the reason, the the most likely reason you get caught is because you're you're found or search you're searching yourself because you're mm. you're so egotistical to see like what people are saying or news outlets or all that stuff, and that usually ends up being they find that you you know we're searching that and stuff like that but yeah as running away live on a beach somewhere that's where uh, you know put me to rest on a beach i'll be fine i'm running away thank yeah. you dude
1: i'll i'll join yeah. you yeah.
0: Me, me and my scarred cock excellent <laughs> sword sword fights and swordfish bud it'll be great there on we the go somewhere. yeah that's that's good i like yeah. that fire frank writes a question and he's got one for you one one for me first for you jordan from Fire Frank if you and I were a tag team what would our theme song be i think he's referring to Frank and you being a tag team so what would your theme song be
1: yeah so i put some good thought into this and um I, this this is just what came to mind i'll play a snippet you let me uh, know what you think braden as you oh, imagine okay. um you know me and and yeah. on fire frank yeah, uh, walking through a curtain and taking in the adulation of uh, and the adoration. I, I guess these are words. I don't know um, okay. of of the audience. Play a song um, and also a, a, an artist that I think really should have been top five at at least top ten on okay. this uh, best, uh, all time right, best singer it. list. But here we go.
0: Hey baby, okay, who is that? Who is that? On, this is the t- title track of the album, Forever Your Girl. Oh, really loud. Oh, oh, I'm sorry.
1: Okay. <laughs> Pull it away for the sax <laughs> intro. This is Paul Abdul. Okay.
0: Interesting. Could you not-, not imagine Frank and I? Sorry. She's not on my top 10 best singers of all time. Uh, I'm going to fade out of this. Yeah. Turn it off. <laughs> I don't like hey. Paul Abdul. Oh, she's got that one banger, but I, I don't even know that song. Oh, this album, Forever Your Girl, it's uh, an all-time classic. If you and Fire Frank were a tag team, I think your tag team name would be Fire and Flower. Uh, that's not bad. Yeah. We could yeah, workshop right. that. I think We'd yeah. be
1: good because the the size differential, you know, like it's, yeah. we, we'd have a – there'd be good balance in, yeah. in
0: the tag team. For sure. Fire Frank's question for me, though, however, he's asking me, who's better, Tony Danza – sorry, who's the better Tony Danza role – Tony Banta or Tony Maselli. So Tony Banta being from Taxi, and Tony Maselli being from Who's the Boss. Jordan, I'll let you chime in on this. Have you watched either of these shows? And you know, if you have, which Tony is your Tony?
1: No, I've I'm aware of who Tony Danza is, but I I don't think I've ever seen him oh, act
0: before. A- that's a really unfortunate. You should definitely change that. Uh some great performances from the the all-time just icon of a man, Tony Danza. Uh I have a definite soft spot for who's the boss. Uh you can always argue for for hours on who in fact is the boss, Angela. Uh but I do love Taxi. This this past year, uh my work put Taxi in like the rotation of retro programming and I've watched it through and like Taxi was phenomenal it's such a good show like i don't know which i like better as old school sitcoms go cheers or taxi but they're both on the premium top tier level of of old school sitcoms for me and tony's pretty good in that he's the side character in taxi but in who's the boss he's he's kind of the the main thing and some people kind of aren't aren't too like that it's really cheesy so i'm gonna go with taxi just because i think that shows better and never forget in the intro for who's the boss tony Masselli is out when he makes the save for home base in the intro. So yeah, there's my answer to that one, Jordan. I hope you enjoyed. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's okay. We go to a next question from Chris who writes in Chris, uh, JC writes in what's your favorite nineties cult classic movie.
1: Hmm. I mean, Beavis and butthead do America. That was like a number one film. So we can't really say that was cult classic. You know, I would say, this is a, a movie, I assumed it was released in theaters, but I wasn't aware of it until my brother and I rented it. And we kept it so long that eventually the the, the local video store was like, honestly, like, you just have to pay us this amount of money and it's yours. Just keep it. And, and it was uh,
0: uh, uh, Camp Nowhere. Are we familiar? Okay. Yeah. Wait. Someone was. Yeah. Okay. I'm searching it right now. I this was the, the oh yeah the yeah 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 you're a guy uh yeah 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 Christopher Lloyd
1: yeah and I think it was I saw it was maybe Jessica Alba's first acting credit I don't think she wow. played a significant role but um I, I haven't watched it since I was a child but it was a, a film that I watched in, very very regularly and I don't at the time I don't think any other kids knew what the fuck it was, at least the ones that I was interacting with.
0: Okay, uh, I'm trying to think of ones for me. Um, I don't know if this counts. It's Encino Man 1990? Yeah, Encino Man's 1992. That one I watched the shit out of. Uh, Brendan Fraser with his Brendan Fraser Renaissance, and it's looking like we may get a sequel to Encino Man. Really? One of the, gre- one of the greatest movies of all time. I feel uh, like,
1: was, wasn't that on, I don't know if you had this at the time, yeah. I feel like that was on TBS all the time
0: yeah it was that's why i've watched it for sure we had that up here in canada Uh, i'm trying to think of other one 90s i can't know if it's 90s or mystery men that may have been like 2000 but mystery men with ben stiller i walked out of that oh man i love that movie i feel like if i watched it now i'd love it even more uh really love that um mall i guess any kevin smith ones those ones count like mall rats and stuff like that but those are they are are they they're huge now right like at a certain point, a yeah. cult classic becomes so big
1: that is it even a cult? Cl- like, I mean, can you really say Pulp Fiction is a cult classic? Exactly,
0: because it's so, like, you know, well-known. It's and, uh, yeah, it's everywhere now. But I don't know. What other 90s cult classics? Like, for me, Rumble in the Bronx, we've done a review of that on our Patreon. That one, for me, is because not a lot of people knew about that. Um Just a kung fu movie with Jackie Chan uh kicking the shit out of people. I don't know. What else? Uh Batman and Robin? <laughs> Yeah, i never saw those I, I don't know like a goofy Argo.
1: movie is that a cult classic A goofy
0: movie yeah that's a deep cut i mean i mean even what's the second one a goofier movie that one's pretty fire too i love huh. that one uh train spotting comes to mind that's in the 90s i think but again now that's kind of like blown up and everyone like loves that one which is why i know it i watched big lebowski the other week that one it was definitely in its time a cult classic but again so iconic now that yeah i i think
1: i i think camp nowhere is the objective correct response
0: all right we'll go with that for sure um oh another one is swingers john favreau and vince vaughn definitely i never saw that i'm aware i never
1: saw it though pretty
0: good pretty good uh let's go to our next question thank you chris who i think he has another question here actually uh he writes in Chris JC says, if you could go back in time and make one significant change in your life, what would it be? And how different would you think your life would be if you've changed that one thing? Wow, that's really deep, man. That is a good question.
1: And uh, one I haven't really put much thought into, um, at least recently. And so I I alluded to going back to this middle school. So when I was in fifth grade, uh, I visited two different middle schools where I don't know if you had ever done this, Braden. But basically, like, you could shadow a kid and go to all, like, their classes and just get a sense of what it would be like to be a student at that school. Sure. And I, I did that uh, for two different private schools in fifth grade to pick where I would maybe want to go for sixth grade for middle school. And these two schools could not have been, uh, more different. And the one I ended up picking was the conservative one, uh, which, uh, like I had to tuck my shirt in every day and by the uh. time you get to high school, you'd have to wear a tie. And honestly, like it's like, it, it was very, I only lasted two years, barely made it two years. World class education, but socially it was like we had to go to some like church fucking thing every couple months. And before, uh, we ate, there was like a prayer and like it just, it was like I, I was required to play sports and it was just so not a good fit for me, but I was insecure as a 10 year old starting a new school. And I knew a couple kids that already went there. And lo and behold, I made the dumb fucking decision. This other school is called the park school of Baltimore. Uh As soon as we got out of my car or my, my, my mom's car, like the first student I saw had bright blue hair. Uh We had an option to sit on top of our desks. Uh We could call the teacher by their first name. And like, this would have been, the 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 liberal arts school that i should have been in like i certainly belonged in that because you're a hippie um and i i didn't um do i have regrets yeah Yeah, i mean i don't i don't have regrets because like i'm happy with where my life is but i mean how would life have been different Uh, maybe from a networking perspective um like you know some of the guys from animal collective went to park school. Um, and I think are only a few years older than me. So I think like just my social circle would have been maybe more interesting as far as, you know, as we get older and we start doing things in the world and the people that you're connected to, like then it's, uh, you have more access to those, um, experiences or cultures or networks or whatever. Um, so I, I think maybe the, the main thing that would have been different, um, I don't, is just maybe having I don't know, like not going to school with a bunch of like average people, yeah. no disrespect to the people that like I went to school with, obviously, but um I realize like not many have gone on the trajectory I have of being like a guy in a rock band who becomes a psychotherapist but also works in pro wrestling and um i i and does a drum circle uh uh business for a living so um yeah, I think I would have made friends with a uh, I don't know a, a much more eclectic uh diverse set of individuals.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh same you know maybe something similar. I don't have too many I try not to have too many regrets in my life. Like something that comes to mind is like not taking certain jobs or taking certain jobs is definitely something that's like okay, maybe if I played this way I'd be doing this or or things like that. But uh I I would never be like, "Oh, I wish I I so regret doing that." Like I don't I never kind of feel like that um things in my life are maybe like friends or relationships that never got to certain levels that like years later you talk to someone they're like oh i liked you why didn't we ever it's like oh yeah okay like that still not really like i regret not you know whatever but i don't have too too many other ones uh i'm i'm happy i'm chill and go lucky Good. but thanks for I the cer- question yeah sorry. yeah
1: i i certainly don't regret
0: um yeah you know uh pissing in that bottle many years ago i'm sure you you may do uh chris jc thank you very much we go to chris elliott who writes in what is the greatest song featuring a cowbell Mm. Mm. so let me start with some or you you go first i mean i I, I I mean like yeah he's getting at clearly is you know more cowbell meaning you know blue oyster cult don't fear the reaper which is you know will ferrell snl iconic Kind of Mo- more more famous song because of like that sketch and the cowbell thing, and so that's definitely one that's instantly we got to get out of the way. But what do you what are what do you think?
1: I don't even like that
0: song. Oh man, I love um, that song. It's a banger. from I mean, Halloween.
1: I, I'm I'm pretty, I I googled uh, cowbell songs. I, I saw I didn't watch it, but uh, apparently he he reprised that role for Queen's of The Stone Age's uh, performance, The Little Sister on snl so okay, I, I do so- plan on watching that i'm a fan of that band um so uh uh i do have one in mind. i'll share a, a couple notable mentions along the way uh butcher of uh aew uh his band every time i die has a song i think it's called werewolf uh some notable cowbell in the chorus there okay uh, uh kings of leon Celebrating the 20th anniversary of their debut record, the first song on that album, Red
0: Morning Light. Oh, man. Cowbell song. Oh, man. You know what? Yo, that whole album, they used so much cowbell now that I'm thinking about it. I, I really used to love Candy cowbell, and A lot of cowbell in that album. It had a lot of cowbell, actually. That first record is, uh, you can
1: I can still put that that first record on straight through. It's yeah. very nice to listen to. Uh,
0: unfortunately, my, um, my ex was the biggest Kings of Leon fan, so now I, I don't listen to them as much. But their first few albums are, like, such fucking bangers. They're definitely more poppy now, lately. But, yeah, those are some good cowbell. I'm um, also, Rage, if I can... Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name of. Absolutely. So, with that, you got... And I've always, I
1: was like, are they cowbells? or are they a different cuz cuz it's there's different tones right, right? he's going like nonk, nonk, uh, the the tom, it's like three different tones who is it tom de
0: no not that's the wrong guy <laughs> <laughs> jesus
1: christ um are you thinking of the guitarist tom morello tom
0: morello sorry tom morello yeah he he's insane he's insane but yeah the yeah, cowbell's yeah but,
1: but 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 the drummer are, are playing these yeah. bells of some kind i, I yeah. don't know if i mean maybe they're they're uh, classified as cowbell yeah. um an actual cowbell Um, being the the resident cowbell expert in this community, Uh, B-52's Rock Lobster is certainly one that came to mind initially. Absolutely. But um, one that I don't think most of you would think of, um, which is my definitive cowbell song, Uh, MGMT, Your Life is a Lie. The whole entire song is centered around the cowbell. And uh, the most uh, famous performance of the song – was from David Letterman's show. So if you google that, you will see a uh, a massive cowbell
0: again the centerpiece of the performance. Interesting. All right. The long live the cowbell. Uh Yes. Always love some cowbell going on. Love love me some percussion. Uh well, that was well oh, there's one more uh here from uh Chris JC also writes in, when is the detox going to become a community rewatch podcast? Give the people what they want. Uh, Chris JC is streets ahead. Uh, Yes, I do love me some community, but I don't know—is that reviewing community might not be as entertaining as talking about absolutely nothing.
1: Oh wait, wait. What I was—he not just asking for a video version of this
0: podcast? I think I thought he means the show community. He says community rewatch. So I Uh, imagine rewatching Community, the show community. uh, I've never seen that show. I don't think I really care. Oh, the first 3 seasons really good then it falls off a cliff uh but the first few 3 seasons are my absolute fave that used to be my comfort show for sure but there is talks of a movie but i don't know we'll see we'll see hmm. but yes thank well, we, you we we
1: we can't do video unless you you fix this internet braden
0: yeah true hopefully my internet lasted throughout this whole show but that was all the comments here on the Facebook page. Thank you for some great interesting questions. And going forward, we would love for you to join the Poison Rana Facebook page because we'll always post up a few days before we record for the next one around. So in February sometime, we will we'll go into it to all that stuff. So thanks everyone for writing in there. Uh love you people. Jordan, before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to say or, or talk about or anything? I mean, these MGMT albums after the first just criminally <laughs> underrated. Kids is a banger, all time classic. So is Electric Feel, uh, and they and they it.
1: had a third from that first album. Yeah, um, uh, whatever it was, it's not coming to mind. Um, yeah. But it was one of those things. It, they got so big, and like I respect the hell out of them. Um, similar to Radiohead, except that just with mainstream success, it didn't work out the way that it did for Radiohead, where they're like, "All right, we like blew up with this." This vibe, this version of the band, and we're what are we artists. talking about again. Uh, MGMT, <laughs> come on now, MGMT. You know, they're like, like okay, like, no, and they, they, you, you see them live, they'll own the singles now. They, they weren't so about it, uh, uh a little while ago, but like, I'm telling you that, that second album, Congratulations, and then the it's next tough. one with Your Life is a Lie and that Alien Days song, the self titled and then even their most recent record that came out a few years ago um criminally underrated albums.
0: All right, everybody go listen to MGMT cuz Jordan says so. Uh I guess we'll wrap it up there, Jordan. I mean, we'll wrap it up for a detox going into the new year. We want good vibes going into 2023. Uh we'll do this again in February. Maybe we can talk a little bit about some valentines some valentines mm. day stuff. What do you think? I might, some- I-
1: I might see Our Lady Peace for the first time in twenty years Whoa, on Valentine's
0: Day. Nice, okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I like it's, that. it's
1: like a it's a, a eight minute drive and a, and free admission to see Our Lady Peace for me. I think I might do that if my girlfriend's okay with it. There you go. That sounds like a great
0: Valentine's Day date. Uh, I, but yeah. Is
1: it though? Is it, I mean, they don't have the original drummer who was the star of that band.
0: Yes, uh, that's my boy.
1: And. I mean, really, and after spiritual machines, like I, I, I don't need any of it.
0: Jeremy Taggart is a Canadian treasure and uh, someone I worked with actually, who was the original drummer. And all I would want to do is ask him about the Chris Benoit theme. And, oh wait, uh, hold on, hold on! I actually saw them perform that song at a uh, no! radio festival for Whoa! like
1: fifty people. Um, let me ask. Uh, wait, wait. So you work? Where did you work with him?
0: uh when i worked in talk radio i worked producing and tech producing a lot of different shows and uh Ter- taggart jeremy taggart and torrens was their show uh they're they they have a huge podcast is really popular in canada and they just are two canadian guys and they like tour the the, sh- the, sh- the country and go on tour and stuff but he would always talk about how he used to be in our lady peace so i used to be a big fan growing up so i'd always uh talk and shoot the shit with him and Uh, I know he's still doing that kind of stuff, but a Canadian icon, uh, kind of a cult classic Canadian icon, I'd say.
1: Yeah, that's good. You know the most famous thing he was a part of? You remember that? What was that? He was in that, I think it was a a Spider-Man soundtrack. He was in the video of that... uh, Nickelback and Saliva singer song
0: uh, Hero which is one of the best songs yeah. ever. So yeah. He's the Fuck drummer yeah. in the video. Yeah, he's 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 one of the best. So bless bless him. Bless Canada. Bless Chad Kroger and Josie Scott Hero. Oh, off look the at Spider-Man you Brayden. soundtrack cuz it's one of the wow. best. It's one of my karaoke songs. Me and Davey have done it at karaoke and we slayed before. One time we 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 did it and there was like a hostel like party with all these like younger kids like like early 20s and not a lot of them knew the song. So we we knew that like maybe that's it's kind of dated, but then we did it elsewhere at one time and the place like erupted. So uh always never forget one of the best songs ever. Hero.
1: Respect to Josie Scott. Saliva goes on without him, but he's trying to revive a solo career now.
0: Sounds great. Can't wait to hear. Always will always be in my heart. Jordan, thanks so much. Let the people know where they can hear more of you because I know you're doing the wellness policy, uh, soon. I, I bet, uh, for post wrestling soon. What's the, what's the update on that? When's the next one? Uh, yeah, I guess
1: I'll be genuine in promoting that. Uh, Thursday the 19th, January 19th, uh, a, a earlier start time than usual, 2 p.m. Eastern. We now go live on YouTube, uh, Post Wrestling's YouTube, so you can watch live there or on demand after the fact for free. Do not have to be a patron. Um, and you can comment, and if you want to join us and and chat with video and or audio, Uh, We do that on StreamYard, just like they do with their SmackDown show. Uh, My friend and uh, very accomplished drummer, Matt Halpern, of the band Periphery, uh, they actually just uh, announced uh, this week they're about to put out their fifth album soon. And I think two singles are coming out uh, this week. So you can check that out. He will be talking uh, with us about anxiety, uh, something that he has experienced in different ways throughout his life, uh, as have I. And so uh, if you're into progressive metal drumming or if you're into anxiety or if you're into waiting and or Neil
0: Flanagan, then join us Thursday,
1: the 19th on the wellness policy.
0: Excellent. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Go listen to the wellness policy. You guys are killing it. That's such a fun show to listen to and very interactive with all the postmarks and the poison pals out there in the universe. Thank you, people, for listening. If you got this far, we appreciate you listening to us talk and ramble on about everything. Again, uh participation is definitely uh, encouraged. We might try to set up that NGL app, not going to lie. Maybe we'll get some random uh messages or th- questions that way as well going forward. But we will be doing another one of these in February. So looking forward to your questions and comments for that. I hope you stay true to your New Year's Final resolutions. Uh go on a walk today. Go uh I don't know what else make your bed. Uh, yeah say, and, and- did, did I say we should read more? We should read more. Let's all go read more, go for more walks, be healthy. Okay. And you know? let's
1: uh innovate mental health care in the pro wrestling industry.
0: There we go. Let's go with that as well. So thanks for listening, everybody. Go check out all our other shows. Me and Davy every Tuesday. On the post-wrestling feed, we do Up Next. And then on our own feeds on Sundays, we do Poison Rana, a weekly show talking all about the other wrestling topics in the world. So go check us out. We're on live on uh, Sunday at 2 p.m. is our time there on our YouTube. But go check PoisonRana.ca for everything, including the Patreon, where we have so many other shows coming out, including a, a movie review of Battle Royale this month, which I'm super excited to do. So thanks everyone. I super appreciate you checking all of this out. So take care. Goodbye, be safe. And uh, I hope you can get the visual of Jordan's scarred dick out of your mind later today. Yes, your life is a lie.